everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from beautiful, if a little bit cold, Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, we have a special guest, Dan. We do. We do. No illusions. Holy Famous crap. podcaster from uh, like 211 different podcasts. I, I don't know how he does it. No, he, uh, well, <laughs> I struggle what with I ours. <laughs> what I don't know is how he has written a book in the uh, midst of all of yeah. it, uh, but he has, and we're going to talk to him about it. And that's awesome. Yeah. But that, but you have to wait all the way till the end of the show for that. No skipping. Because fast no forward doesn't ahead. exist. <laughs> Stop it, everyone. <laughs> anyway, in the well, meantime, in the meantime, Dan. Yeah. Oh, let's talk about the miracle of the monoliths oh my uh, goodness it is crazy dan this is happening all over the world it started with utah our yeah, little utah dan just in the middle of the the southern utah desert uh somebody finally noticed a monolith that yeah. seems to have been there for a few years yeah harming no one except just, the soil uh, that little... it was carved into i guess the the hard rock that it was carved into but the soil I mean, no one it was in the middle of nowhere nobody knew about it even yeah you had to walk through a, a one of our weird red rock canyons to get to it and then yeah. and it was just a cute it's little just there. Uh, little it was there you know, what 15 foot tall yeah stainless steel looking thing yeah well the the authorities discovered it it's now gone missing stolen yeah absconded Stolen. with yeah uh and uh and now there's just this this phenomenon that's happening around the world where monoliths are appearing right well yeah. um the one in, there was one that popped up in california did you hear oh. about that one no i heard about one in romania yeah it's crazy right they're just everywhere well anyway the one out in california uh we know how it met its end Oh. Uh, because a group of three men filmed themselves uh, pushing this, the uh, the monolith over and chanting <laughs> "America first and Christ is King." Um, <laughs> what? They, they were wearing the "Make America Great Again." One of them was wearing a "Make a Gra uh, America Great Again" headband. Okay, uh, and uh, he called part of the monolith construction gay, uh, <laughs> and then <laughs> uh, they replaced the monolith with a wooden cross when they were done. Uh, amongst the things that they they said about it, uh, Christ is king in this country. We don't want illegal aliens from Mexico or outer space. So let's tear this oh. bitch down. What <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? I'm talking like, about <laughs> Trump the supporters. Le the like, level of insanity that you just described to me is, I mean, it's, you just keep peeling back layers <laughs> after layers. A, do they think that this was done by aliens? Maybe. B, if there are aliens, they're going to reject the concept of aliens in favor of Jesus. I have a feeling that's, that is what would happen at this point, Dan. I think oh they God. would be like, well, we need to teach the aliens about Jesus. 
Right? These godless aliens. Have you heard the good word? Have you heard about the... Have you been bathed in the blood of Christ? No, we're not threatening you. No, don't worry about it. <laughs> good Isn't that God. amazing? That is terrifying <sighs> and uh, perfect. You can't get... You can't... You literally can't get more American than... Something being there with no explanation offered by anyone, <laughs> and then just without even a coherent conspiracy theory involved, just they assume it's against them in some way, and they just knock it over. <laughs> I know. It's amazing. It's amazing. Exactly the world least, we live in right now. Though. You should at least have to articulate which conspiracy you think is happening. Before you, before you vandalize something. I know. Something. I don't understand how illegal aliens from, quote, illegal aliens from Mexico enters the discussion. <laughs> right? I mean, or outer space. It's got the word, the word alien right in it, Frank. I don't know what the confusion is. I don't know. They were confused. They heard the aliens put it there and just to cover their bases. They're, they're like, like well, well, I don't like no aliens. <laughs> the Mexican, you got three... You got three kinds of aliens. You got Mexicans, you got space, and other. I'm okay with other, but uh, the first two I'm not okay with. Them. Okay, anyway. Oh my God. <clears throat> well, uh, this is this is apropos of none of that. But I'm going to take us down under mm. to uh, to where it's starting to be quite sunny and beautiful in Australia. God damn you, Australia. I know. You do give this us to a, us give, every year. Give the sun back, you <laughs> bastards. Anyway, oh, that axial tilt gets us every time. Um, <laughs> in Australia, uh, back in 2013, their government set up, you know, I don't know if you've heard this, Frank, but it seems that there have been lots of large groups that have somehow uh, sheltered or, or abetted in some way pedophilia. These are mostly religious groups that, you know, one of their priests or somebody in their group has, uh, has assaulted someone, mm. uh, uh, usually a young person, and then uh, it's either been covered up by that organization or right. it's been, you know, any, any number of things. This has been happening. We all know about it. Well, uh, Australia decided to set up a, a national redress scheme for a, as a way to sort of uh, pay get some payment to the victims of this. Uh, and so uh, if you were sexually hmm. abused as a child, basically you could submit a, uh, a, an application to this scheme hmm. and the scheme would then go to the organization that you're accusing and just say, hey, this they're saying this happened. And then you would get a payout. You didn't have to go through a court system or anything, is my understanding. Right. Um, okay. And the government seems, seems would, efficient. The government would kind of determine what the what the how much the payout would be or whatever. It's, it's actually horrifying. I mean, I, it's it's it sounds like a good system. It is horrifying it's that such a system yeah. has to be set up. Oh right? my god! It like is. It is you're like, oh wow, what, what a great thing! <laughs> it like, says oh such terrible things about humanity. Yeah, because it's not. It, while it is mostly uh, religious groups that are that are now uh, 
joining this scheme. Mm-hmm. It's not entirely religious groups. There are oh, really? groups like you know the the uh, you know there are secular groups that are part of it. Anyway, oh, okay. Uh, one of but one of the things about this scheme is that uh, the organizations sort of have to join of their own accord. Oh, okay. Now there's huge public pressure to do so. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's some teeth to this law, which says that if you don't join it and uh, and you're, you know, you're sort of implicated in it, well, then you could, you know, you could lose uh, a bunch of things. You could be cut off from federal funding and oh, okay. they might be able to, they might take away your tax exempt status. Oh, uh, well, okay. recently the government uh, of Australia has released the names of a group of six organizations, which uh, which were not which did not sign up for the national redress scheme. Mm. One of which being the Jehovah's Witnesses. Of course not. Yeah. Now, of course. as soon as as soon as this list of six came out, one of the groups did a complete flip flop mm. because they heard instantly from a lot of people involved. This was. Mm. A group called the Australian Air League, which I take to be a youth group that uh, that's interested in aviation. Oh, and, okay. Uh, they were not going to be a part of this, and then they uh, they flipped and said, "Oh nope, we will, we will, we will." <laughs> uh, but Jehovah's Witnesses, uh, not so much. Yeah, uh, they basically said, "No, we're handling things internally just fine, thank you very much." <laughs> to which of they the are. Australian government may just say, well, then, fuck you. You have to pay taxes. Good. So I am delighted by this uh, turn of events. You know, I if they lose their tax-exempt status, I'm happy. If they just, uh, you know, are they, if, if they just don't, you know, if, if they join the scheme and then have to pay their the victims of abuse, then I'm, ha- I'm happy, too. This is a win-win for me, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. Sounds no, great. That's good. Yeah, that's and it's. Ex- Thank you, Australia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's... It's a model for the rest of the world that the the United States of America will never actually <laughs> live up to. Sad but true. All right. Well, yeah. Dan. Yeah. Um, I've got the story of a live nativity. It's the oh. season. It is the oh. season of. For the war on Christmas, so I thought that we should talk about a live nativity uh, that has been uh, staging itself uh, and <laughs> outside of the Supreme Court building in Washington D.C. Oh, uh, fancy! Yeah, and you know, it's an ad hoc affair. It's not, you know, government uh, providing the space even, right? Because it right. sounds like they kind of get up and move around a bit. Uh, it's sort of a moving nativity scene at times. Well, that's uh, the best kind, really. As Mary Joseph, sh- some shepherds, the three wise men, and a baby Jesus uh, sort of have to, like, um, not run afoul of, like, you know, um, probably loitering rules or something. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean... <laughs> We have the right to assembly in this country, but you, sometimes you have to get a permit. Yeah, exactly, right? And this is not the kind of thing that would be probably permitted um, because, right. 
it's inappropriate for the government to officially allow for this kind of th- a space for this kind of thing. Right. Um, anyway, uh, this is the 12th year that a group called uh, Faith and Liberty has uh, put on this same event. Um, do, and- do they do, do, do they knock up a woman every year uh, <laughs> just so they'll have a baby? I think it's part of part of they don't really show that part of the process so much. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah. I feel like that would that would be how you show real commitment uh, <laughs> with something like this. So they always have a fresh baby. You yeah, know, you babies gotta, aren't that hard to find. Um, <laughs> outside of like I don't know the circles that I run in. I mean, I never see babies. Uh, but <laughs> you want a baby? I can get you a baby. <laughs> no, like if I encounter a baby, I'm like, wow, how did my day go that direction? Um, <laughs> anyway um so and this is perhaps you know like i think as long as they're kind of like getting up and moving around and and you know just kind of you know doing they're doing their thing i don't it's not official like i don't i actually don't have that big of a problem with this because other people can show up and do their little protest or whatever yeah right well it's kind of like that's what the 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 spider-man guy on times square or something Mm. it's it's right exactly it's cosplay at this point right it's basically harmless it is cosplay (laughs) that would be funny to approach them and compliment them on their cosplay Uh, on their cosplay yeah um but no uh unfortunately this is where the whole thing kind of goes the wrong way um they the this group um the actors in the group they they sing they pray out loud they read the Christmas story from the Gospel of Matthew, and in the picture from Matthew, they're yeah, not going Luke. I know. Come on, you gotta go Luke on <laughs> on the Christmas story. What are you mad? I know. This is insanity. I, but um, judging by the picture on the article, uh, they have like a, um, you know, the 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 little rolly um, uh, luggage uh, carry on luggage that people like sure. so much these days. Uh, sure. They've got a speaker that's sort of set up like that and a woman with a microphone. So oh. they have sort of a traveling uh, loudspeaker set up. So this it's, is it's, actually... It's a public annoyance show. It is absolutely a public annoyance. Like, these people are out there <laughs> to bug everybody with their Christianity. And that's where it goes wrong for me. If you're just being cute, I don't have a problem with it. But as soon as you start making too much noise, <laughs> go away. Just... Don't ruin my lunch. <laughs> leave, just leave me alone. You know what I mean? Like, I don't... Yeah. I don't need this. Yeah. But if you're just... Like, seriously. Like, if they were just over there being reverent or whatever. Right. Um, if they were just, like, frozen. Yeah. I would actually be like, that's cute. I like it. Yeah. I actually would. Legit. Yeah. So. But anyway. There you go. All right. Ding-dongs. <laughs> um, oh, and they're not masked. Oh, of course they're not masked. <laughs> Are you kidding me? They don't even believe in that. That's not a real thing. <sighs> well, I, you know, we talked about this back in uh, in 2016. There was a uh, the, a general conference of the United Methodist Church. Mm. Uh, and we talked about it last year. Uh, because in 2016, they were supposed to sort of discuss uh, sexuality and the full inclusion of Mm. LGBTQ people and, Ooh. you know, maybe even do, should we discuss, 
you know, we got to get a, a handle on this whole marriage thing and all mm. of these stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and what they decided in 2016 was to kick the can to 2019. Oh, uh, okay. You know, they, they have a, a quadrennial uh, general conference. Every four years they meet. Oh. Uh, so they were going to have a special session in 2019. And uh, they did. And then the delegates, you'll recall, voted against allowing the church to ordain uh, LGBTQ clergy or perform same-sex marriages, which then they that led to the idea of schism, oh, which boy. they were all going to discuss in 2020. <gasps> but I don't know if you know this, but 2020 sucks ass. <laughs> and so they couldn't hold their general conference because there's we, we got this pandemic on. And so that was postponed until next fall at the earliest they're not going to do it but that is too much time to wait oh. so oh. one small group of methodists has decided to break away and to form a new denomination oh called the liberation methodist connexion <laughs> spelled with an x in the middle for no apparent reason <laughs> Except that it feels more progressive if you put X's in it, <laughs> and they can turn their uh, their uh, acronym into LMX. Oh, okay. So Connection. LMX is apparently now a thing. And what, they are what are they for or against? They are for the wokeness, baby. Okay, good, good. Okay, they good. Are, good uh, for they them. are. These are the ones who are going to be totally totes cool with the gays and yeah. the, the the trans folk and yeah. all that sort of stuff and uh and we'll be or ordaining and uh and uh and blessing same-sex marriages well this might be a little uh blast from the past uh for some of our uh gay listeners older gay listeners probably uh but there used to be a gay dating website called connexion spelled the same way oh oh there you go <laughs> so, so they are very progressive look at them yeah they're uh they're getting all kind of gay with it oh the, the man. url so they suddenly became available and so <laughs> it had been taken up oh there are some confused folks looking for dates right now <laughs> why is everybody on on this app a, a pastor now what is happening <laughs> This isn't what I wanted. <laughs> this is not what I wanted. Oh, uh, it's a, like farmers.com or whatever the one. Farmers yeah. only or whatever. Far, yeah, whatever that is. Amazing. <laughs> Pastorsonly.com. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I've got uh, an interesting little uh, piece here uh, uh, about the uh, group of secular Democrats, Dan. Oh, the um, it's the secular Democrats of America. Uh, they uh, they have it's a pack, right? But yeah, you know, sure. Group promoting for good those stuff. of you who aren't Americans, oh. the pack is a political action committee. Uh, it is it is a way of raising funds for. Uh, it's a big loophole thing. Never mind. It's a political committee. Yeah, it's a p political group. Th they should not be legal but they are legal so you might as well use them to as well i guess right uh anyway um so anyway they have released an eight uh, a 28 page document 
giving uh, recommend recommendations for uh, President-elect Joe Biden. Doesn't that yeah. just sound wonderful? Um, th- Keep saying it. <laughs> well, I want to be Half saying me, President literally, Joe Biden. I don't even feel. I don't even feel like that's a thing until January twentieth, like I uh, yeah. or twenty first or whenever it is. I I am not comfortable it's until it actually good. happens. It, it is and the man. It's looking good though, Dan. Like, yeah, you, it's looking you, very very good. Uh, uh, so far, the shenanigans have all failed, but yeah. I'm still I'm still not like a hundred percent. Yeah. I don't feel out of the woods yet. Um, and uh, the, 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 the document is actually uh, being presented um, to the Biden administration um, by Democratic representatives Jamie Raskin and Jared Huffman. They're both uh, co-chairs of the Congressional Free Thought Caucus. You know, we've been oh, talking good. a lot about the need for more sort of like... Um, you know, just secular folk and atheists and, and whatnot in politics and engagement and being out there and engaged. And, you know, this, this is actually, um, something that is just, I, I think it's spectacular. And the things that they're asking for, um, are, um, probably not all going to happen, but here's, here's a few of them, uh, just so that we can mull them over and just know what, what is, what is being promoted by people who have our, our values and our, um, interests uh, in 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 mind, uh, and and this right. and and this I should also uh, just back up slightly. They're they are presenting this as a stated response to Christian nationalism, right? Right. They they are saying that that because of Christian nationalism and the cons- and and how concerning the rise of it is in this nation, um, that we need to really shore up our our secular government right yeah and and even just the way that we communicate about government and so a lot of this has to do with that uh one thing that they um they've sort of recommended is that the biden administration uh use e pluribus unum which uh was never really the official motto of the country it was just sort of accepted as an unofficial motto um, right which it, it's latin for out of the many uh one, one. yeah and it's and it's abs- it's a it's a perfect motto uh, for the United States. Yeah. Um, it's it. I mean, I was raised, I was taught that one. I remember being taught that one as a kid Yeah, and being taught that America was supposed to be for lots of people. Yeah. So that was, that was a good thing. Yeah, And, uh, we kind of lost track of that. Yeah. Along the way. Um, because right now I think it would be, uh, E unum unum <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> however that would work whatever uh, latin is for, for fuck for, you for, every man for himself yeah. leave me alone jesus Woo-hoo! um and this is obviously in response to the growing push all all around the country uh, unfortunately for in god we trust to be emblazoned fucking everywhere yeah. um and um and god we trust was made the motto in the 50s, in the 50s during the, the red scare absolutely yeah um, and one other suggestion was, uh, that the administration should withhold federal funds, uh, from any faith-based organization that discriminates against its employees or program beneficiaries on the basis of religion. I think that's great. Okay. Um, they say, uh, so this is Raskin, um, saying, uh, Trump's ministers and judges have turned religious free exercise into a weapon against anti-discrimination law. And this essential, and this essential fallacy must be corrected. 
Um, yeah. The Biden administration should quickly debunk the right wing myth that personal free exercise of religion is a license to discriminate against other people in the provision of services in government and the marketplace. We need this is so critical. This is so important that, that this is articulated well and that it becomes understood throughout the left that, that this is what it is, right? That, that yeah. they are discriminating against non-believers. Um, right. In, in Their it, privilege amounts to a right to discriminate against people that they have no right to discriminate against. And it's against. not just non-believers. They also want to discriminate against gay people and whomever else they have a yeah. beef with. Um, let's see. They're also calling for the Biden administration to rescind or dismantle policies and groups created by the Trump administration, such as the Department of Justice Religious uh, Liberty Task Force. Uh, yeah. which they argue potentially releases faith-based groups from non-discrimination requirements. Um, they're also asking the Biden team to roll back Trump's efforts to curtail the enforcement of the U.S. tax code that prohibits nonprofit groups from endorsing candidates for political office. This is the yes. Johnson Amendment thing, right? Right, which, which has not been enforced, like, literally ever. Right. But was, but, I mean, but Trump came out with a, with a signing statement that was just like don't ever enforce this right and then it yeah then then what was always sort of a little bit of a problem just became <laughs> just became like huge, oh well we don't a huge yeah. problem um yeah. and then uh the last one i want to kind of bring up is they're suggesting that the federal government uh pressure states uh to repeal non-medical exemptions for vaccination right yeah um and making it making vaccination mandatory for children in schools and daycare centers um the, including religious exemptions like just like let's uh, let's not um risk the responsible children or the parents the yeah. children of responsible parents right who are having their children vaccinated and instead they're ha they're going to school with you know kids that aren't and then and this is the real definition of herd immunity right? right it's not this whole like crazy idea that's been floating out there that you can get a po an entire population sick enough that then you'll have herd immunity it doesn't work that way herd immunity right. works through vaccination that's the only way to get there so yeah ugh. i mean you know if they get any percentage of the things that they asked for because you said it was it, it's like a it's 28 30 page pages document. yeah it's they're not going to get much i know they're but not going to they get, get much but they're going to get some but of if, it even if they just get everybody thinking yeah. about it a little bit better that that in and of itself is good i i, I don't expect to see e pluribus pluribus unum making a big comeback uh because and I don't expect most of these things to go through because, unfortunately, politicians suck. They have to worry about, you know, they, nobody wants to be seen as going against religion. And that's how it, they're, they're too easily painted that way. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, just, just getting the word out there, just getting the messaging changed up is a, is a positive it's, thing. It's awesome. Yeah. So good luck well, to them. Yes, good <laughs> Very much so. Very much so. Yeah. We're we're gonna actually. We might need to reach out and find some ways that we can be supportive of that. Absolutely. Effort. Yeah. Um, I am going to close us out with uh, good news 
oh. for all of our listeners in the fine state of Georgia. Oh. Uh, if you are if you are there, oh man, the circus is coming to town. <laughs> they are they're barnstorming you. Uh, and here's what's coming. It is a group of of sort of evangelical Christians who are going to just blitz around Georgia uh, all this week, uh, trying to rally voters to uh, to vote uh, for the shitbags for in the Senate runoff in January. Oh no! Um, I don't. If you guys don't know about this, uh, the Senate races in. Georgia have not been decided yet. They have gone to a, a runoff uh, that's mandated by their electoral law. Right. And so both of the Senate seats are up for uh, are, are up for reelection. And it's vital because if the Democrats were to win both of the seats, they would have the Senate yeah. and the House yeah. and actually be able to get some shit done. Right. Uh, and if otherwise, not, Mitch McConnell uh, still has some power, and that's the worst thing that could possibly happen. Yeah, that is a man you so, don't want to have any power. Yeah, I mean, right. he can hold up the entire agenda, right? Yeah, it's, and has done, and and will do. If he very can. much will do. Yeah. So, if you're in Georgia, do everything you can to make sure that those Democrats win. If you're not in Georgia, donate. If you're a United donate, States citizen, donate, 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 donate. Yeah. Like seriously, it's pretty. It's pretty important. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, one one of the reasons that you have to work so hard is that this group, uh, there's a group of people having super spreader events around the state, <laughs> trying to make sure that they give this virus to everybody they can, and that group is headlined by, apparently, Rick Green. Now that's funny to me because I don't really know who Rick Green is. He's the founder of a uh, Christian nationalist. Patriot Academy, oh God, which I don't know anything about. Um, but it's him and David Barton, who David Barton I do know about. He's a pretend historian who's written a number of books that completely rewrite history about the U.S. and uh, and the Judeo-Christian beginnings thereof. Hmm. Um, and also Barton's son Tim, who's apparently a minister and runs the. Uh, the terrible activist group Wall Builders, which you can't come up with a more Christian name than building walls. <laughs> like, if there's one thing Jesus was totally about, it was good fences make good neighbors. I'm pretty sure that was in the Beatitudes. Anyway, <laughs> Blessed uh, be the also fence coming. Builders. Yeah, exactly. Uh, also coming along are Kirk Cameron, uh, famed <laughs> 1980s famous actor, now turned. Uh, religious fanatic, uh, Kirk Cameron, uh, Representative Barry Loudermilk of Georgia, who's a U.S. representative, and also, uh, interestingly, U.S. Representative Michelle, former U.S. Representative Michelle Bachman, God. who uh, apparently is still relevant. I'm not sure how. Because she Other keeps she, herself in the mix. She's, she's she sure there. she sure does. Um, she, well, I hope they get sick. I hope if you everybody gets sick. I don't know. No, I don't hope they all get sick. I don't. But yeah, I mean, it does seem like they're uh, they're basic. Yeah, they're basically going to uh, to to whistle on a whistle stop tour of towns, small and large, mostly small, weirdly. Uh, and uh, and yeah, they're going to be uh, trying to mobilize the uh, the the red part of that very very God. purple, but ever so slightly bluer state. Yeah. 
Unbelievable. So well, it um there. I'm sure there's plenty of activity on the other side that's hopefully being yeah. a little bit safer. Yes. Um, yes. Because... And, uh, and yeah, if you hadn't ha- haven't had a chance to reach out to figure out a way to give give some money to the uh, to the campaigns and give to... one of one one of the guys running is even a pastor, and I can't endorse him enough <laughs> com- over. The yeah, shit no bags that he's running against. Yeah, so. and seriously, folks, give directly to the campaigns. Look up and uh, and and give directly to them. Don't. I mean, you can give to the state party, but like, if you want to make sure the money gets to the candidates, give to the candidates. Yeah. So. Well, uh, if you have anything you'd like to say about that or anything else that we've said on this show, please feel free to write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number Woo! is 424-666-8442. Stick around, guys. There's more show coming up. Dan. Yes. Um here's a voice that we don't no oh, wait, I was about to say we don't hear often enough on the show. That is not true. <laughs> I could live That's... with never hearing his voice ever fucking again. One of the most yeah. hateful men alive and also on the internet. Um yeah. <laughs> Rick Wiles. Yeah, follower of Jesus because he hates so well. Yes. Rick Wiles. <laughs> he he is he, this video is amazing. He well, here's the thing. Just as context, mm. what he's referencing, oh yeah, is that the federal government they're quickly they they're cha- trying to change a policy. the The U.S. government can uh, and there are some has some capital crimes for which there would be uh, execution as one of the outcomes, mm. and they they uh, I think the only way that they were uh, that they were previously allowed to commit that execution was with lethal injection and they change they they're they're changing that so that uh because so that they can open it up to any form of yeah uh, of execution that's legal in the state where the 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 sin was committed right because the, the uh, issue with lethal injection is that it's been deemed too cruel well, and also the <laughs> companies that make right. the drugs are not right. allowing it anymore. Because they're not selling it because they know it's going to be used for what has turned out to be a horrifying death. The person is yeah. paralyzed and then injected with what people now believe is probably one of the most painful deaths. It's like just hot poison running through their veins. Yeah. Um, it's really not truly awesome. truly awful way for these people to die. So instead, let's shoot them. So that's a possibility. I you know, as ways to go, there are anyway, uh Rick is going to opine with some of his buddies on whatever their show is about what this is really all about. Firing squad rule change fast tracked. Mm. Right. After the election. After a major shakeup at the Pentagon. Right. But it was General Flynn. Pardon today. And it wasn't like this was put out there so, to make it look obvious, like, hey, look what we're going to do. Yeah. It was like back Barry. in the back. Barry. On the day before Thanksgiving when nobody's even paying attention yeah. to news except people like us. Yeah. All, right, All we're right, gonna. so why this change, Rick? Why, why would they fast track this? On a, 
I'm not trying to be funny about it, but because they plan to shoot some people. That would people. be the only explanation. They're going to have a bunch of traitors. They're going to line them up against the wall and start shooting them. Because that's what they deserve. That's what the if law is. If the Democrats, the news media, if the leftists, uh, if scientists, professors have been working secretly with the Chinese Communist Party, then line them up against the wall and shoot them. That's what you do with them. That's what you do with them, Frank. Sure. Just, <laughs> it's it's easy. You just line them up. Look, you take your professors, mm -hmm. you take your, uh, you know, your, your uh, Democrats, basically all of the Democrats, yeah. and you just line them up against a wall yeah. and uh, you shoot them. Nothing like just, you know, eradicating the people you disagree with in a democratic society. Like that's, oh that God. just seems like the perfect thing to do. Well, <laughs> it is. It's Jesus's way, and I think that that's what we need to keep in mind is that, is that they're 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 following the admonitions of Christ. Yeah. When they when they say that everybody should be shot. Oh my God, we are watching um, on PBS right now um, the rise of the Nazis. It's a little oh. three parter that sounds fun. I, I recommend um, because it's terrifying because like you watch it and you're like oh yeah we got people who want to do that and we got people <laughs> who want to do that and oh yeah oh yeah, how did it end up for germany <laughs> totally parallel right <clears throat> and 40s. Yeah. it's a little Ugh. it's a little alarming yeah it's i i'll watch that but i'll wait until january to do it <laughs> maybe february i suggest just getting like I haven't a few drinks before starting it. Just so you like <laughs> nice toasty. Yeah, <laughs> I've been experiment. I've been exploring the world of 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 hot alcoholic beverages. I I made a mulled wine last night that was delightful. Oh really? Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, hmm. Uh, we had some folks write into us, call into us. We got some people to listen to and to chat with. So uh, Amanda wrote in. She said, "Blessed." Can I just tell you how much I hate this term? Your hashtag thankful show brought it to mind. I'm blessed. So what does that mean for the rest of us? When someone's doing well, I'm blessed. So I'm struggling. So God just doesn't like me for some reason? Yesterday, I popped into a Ross for socks and soaps. I thought, I, I love those huge damn French bars of soap. And I kid you not, almost every single bar had some sort of blessed saying oh, on gross. it. Like their soap brand is doing so good. <laughs> blessed! <laughs> Luckily, I found good old Franco soap hidden way down on the bottom shelf that said gardenia. Not blessed. <laughs> the way soap should. Right. Love you. Not blessed, Amanda. <laughs> That's wonderful. Well, yeah. Ugh. Uh, the blessings. They, they, they just pour down on us, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> and uh well i we mean had someone call it, into it, it is we? also part of a larger problem though that i've noticed which is this need to like and i don't mean to offend anybody but like to just put words on things right yeah like you know like <laughs> like i don't need to know i don't need the instruction when i walk into a dining room that tells me to eat right right and you know I'm just gonna right, say it. Yeah, I don't. We yeah, don't have we to don't, put words on everything. Why do we put 90 words on 90% of the words that you're putting up on your on your whatnot. <laughs> yeah, we we don't need that. It's not branding to put blessed on your. 
Here's a, here's a question for you, Frank. The, I, here's something I've never known the answer to because I live in Salt Lake City, Utah, mm. and we Mormons are very different than like your Baptists, your Evangelical Christians sure. down in the South. Okay, they don't say blessed in the same way that they do down there. Do people? So when people say, because I keep reading accounts of this happening, and I don't know what it sounds like. Do people say have a blessed day, or do they say have a blessed day? Oh geez, I don't really, I don't really recall to be honest. You Southerners, write into me and let me know. <laughs> Is there an extra you say syllable? Blessed or blessed? Have a blessed it, day. I bet it goes blessed, both ways, Dan. Blessed sounds sort of a little better. It sounds fancier. Day. Yeah, have a I don't blessed know. day. Have a blessed. both are equally annoying in reality. <laughs> yeah. Um, we had we had someone call into us, did we not? Dan, we did. Um, this is a listener who, uh, has, who, who, who really got into the show this year, like oh, a okay. lot. So let's just, let's <laughs> right. just listen to his, his message. Hey Dan, my name's Mark. I've been a listener for almost a year now, and you're officially one of my favorite atheist podcasts, if not my favorite atheist podcast, um, this uh, sort of at the end of the year here, it's kind of become a trend on Instagram to post your most listened to um, podcast songs, uh, what you like, what you prefer, what you think is more popular for yourself. And um, I got a detailed report and I listened to you guys for over 9000 hours this year. So it's it's crazy. Um to me to think that I listened to you for over 9,000 hours, but it was a a good time. You know, come to think of it, it may have been minutes. I should have figured that out before I called you, but uh, regardless, uh, you guys are excellent to listen to. I love it, and I'm going to keep listening. Thanks, guys. Bye. 9,000 hours? <laughs> Thank God you figured out that it was minutes because I, uh, I was going to be real, real worried. <laughs> well, that's like 375 days. <laughs> Just constantly. You could have extra listening. days. Huh? You might have extra. You never know. 24 hours a day. Anyway, <laughs> Mark, that's wonderful. 9,000 minutes. Uh, that is like, that's a lot too. Holy crap. I. Yeah, I can't believe uh, I can't believe we put out so much crap into the world, Frank. <laughs> That's we're, 150 uh, we're, we hours. Are, we are Ugh. producers of crap. Uh, <laughs> listen, I, I do. I gotta say, I like this trend mm. of uh, of people sharing that they listen to us. Mm. That's always a good thing. Yeah. If you wanna if you wanna help us out, <laughs> you you might you might do this trend of saying how many how many how much time you've spent listening to to your your old pals, Frank and Dan. That doesn't hurt nothing. Uh, Craig wrote into us. Uh, Craig says, Hi, Frank and Dan. I just wanted to write a quick note to say thank you for the podcast and the work you put into it. I'm a rel relatively new atheist coming out of fundamentalist, then Anglican background. Hmm. And I appreciate hearing your perspectives on religions and current events. Uh, I've been listening to past episodes to keep my brain engaged at work. And it's been interesting to experience the pandemic in reverse. And to remember the before times when everything was, <laughs> well, still just as crazy. Yeah, but we could go out then. That's the thing. Anyway, uh, I was led by the spirits of Davis and Hannah to also send a donation as a small way of saying thank you. 
and I look forward to more episodes in the future. And Craig did send us a one-time donation, oh. so thank you so much. Thanks, Craig. For that. Uh, also, we got a, a, a couple of other one-time donations. One from S. Nova, so thank you so much. And, uh, and another one from, oh no, S. Nova has signed up to be a, a recurring hmm. uh, monthly subscriber. So thank you so much. You now, S. Nova, have the ironic priesthood for your trouble. Uh, welcome to that. You're you're a deacon. That's awesome. And uh, and Taru has sent us a one-time oh, nice. donation as well. Fantastic. Thank you so much for that. Oh, and, oh, do we have any any new patrons on your end of, of, of things? We do. We have actually four people who signed up this week on Patreon. We need to thank. Um, first, we have a, a deacon uh, by the name of Imaginary Lloyd. <laughs> I love it. Well done. <laughs> so thank you very much. And then we have so much better than real Lloyd. <laughs> and then we have three new teachers. We have Kellum, we have Kayla, and Gretchen. So thank you to the oh, three of you. Um, and what, what, if you would like to follow suit, you can go to thankgodimatheist.com and clicking on the support tab. Uh, you can sign up on Patreon, or there's also an option for PayPal. Um, and it's it's extremely helpful. It helps us keep the show running. And as always, Dan, we have our Lord and Savior, our top donor to thank, Davis! Bravo. Hey, Dan. Hey, yes. Before we get to uh, our interview with with Noah, um, we should probably mention something that's going to be coming up. And, and also mention that we did have um, this uh, live event, this live stream event this last week. We just had a live event this mm -hmm. week uh, for our patrons only. Yeah. Uh, and it was, it was a delight. It was awesome. Uh, we had a great turnout. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but we just, we have decided that we need to do another one and we're going to do it for everyone. It's going to be, we're making it big. We're going big. <laughs> it's going to be completely this, open. We're going to be talking about it uh, in the upcoming weeks. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to, what we decided was that this year of all years, people probably, I think we want to celebrate that there's going to be a new year, right? But we probably yeah. don't have a lot of outlets for that. And so we're going to do a live stream New Year's Eve event. Um, for and and we're going to be bringing on guests we're going to it's it's going to be yeah. we're going to ring in probably at least a couple different time zones as they hit the the uh the new year and yeah. um some of you will have already will already be in the wrong year some of you or the right year yeah. some of us will some of you yet but we're just going to ring in the new year. You, you don't have any parties to go to. Yeah. And if you do, you need to cancel because that's the wrong and come thing to hang do. Out so you us. might as well come have a drink party with, us, with us. Have a good time with us. We're going to have it Get be it. fun and light. It's going to be streamable on YouTube. Uh, and I, so you'll be able I to put it up on, on your TV. I cracking a bottle of champagne yeah. every time we hit a New Year's time. And, and downing uh, it. And we're just going to. Before we get to the next New Year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to do it. All right. <laughs> Well, that's going to be delightful. Well, Frank. Yes, Dan. There are a lot of books starting to come out now about the mm. pestilence that God hath wrought upon the earth in this, <laughs> the year of our Lord, 2020. Indeed, Bible yeah. teacher Walter Brueggemann 
released a uh, a book called Virus as a Summons to Faith, which oh. seems to claim that when his God appears to have killed a few million people with a worldwide plague, that's a good time to believe in him more. Um, Oxford maths professor John C. Lennox asks and presumably answers the very reasonable question, where is God in a coronavirus world? Uh, Minister John Piper has coronavirus and Christ. Anglican Bishop N.T. Wright has God and the pandemic. Reverend Samuel Rodriguez has From Survive to Thrive with the annoyingly alliterative subtitle Live a Holy, Healed, Healthy, Happy, Humble, and Honoring Life. Yuck. Um, Even Pope Francis has weighed in with his entry Christ in the Storm. Now, all of these books... Come uh, come at the pandemic from a, roughly the same angle. Hmm. No matter how you look at the virus, whether it's God's judgment against humanity, which is a, the take of at least one of those books, or something he's too busy to or uncaring to fix, God is still good, and you should definitely keep giving your church money. Well, <laughs> today we're joined by someone whose new book, Outbreak, A Crisis of Faith, takes a eh, slightly different angle. No illusions. Welcome to Thank God I'm Atheist. Thanks, man. Woo! Thanks. It's great to be back on with you guys. Yeah. Haven't, it's been a minute since we had a chat. Yeah. That mm-hmm. is. We, need to, we, we mm. need to rectify that. We need to have you on regular. Oh, yeah, man. I'll, I'll, so, write, I'll write books more often. Yes. Do it. Do it. Well, I mean, here's the thing. There are two kinds of people in the world, right? There are the kinds of people who, when, they, when the pandemic hit, uh, and these are the kinds of people like myself, who, when the pandemic hit, turned immediately into uh, just sloth, uh, like slugabeds who didn't do anything. And then apparently there's this crop of people who, uh, who, despite having, what do you have now, 52 different podcasts, you still found time to write a book? What the fuck is going on? Well, yeah, you know, a lot of people were like, well, it's great that you found something to do with your quarantine time. And I'm like, no, no, I still had a full workload this whole time. Like, I podcast for a living. There was no downtime here. You <laughs> yeah. Know? Uh, yeah, but, I, don't uh, know. I don't know how you did it, man. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm really fortunate in that I work with some super, super talented guys uh, that were willing to pick up a little slack for me. So I was able to take a few episodes off of a few of our shows while we were putting this together. Uh, and it's got my name on the front of the of the book, but it was a collaborative, uh, sorry, collaborative effort with my, with my co-hosts, uh, Heath Enright, Eli Bosnick, and our friend uh, uh, Andrew Torres from the Opening Arguments podcast, who also wrote the foreword of the book. Uh, but it was something that we all conceived of and worked on together. So, hmm. you know, I had a lot of help in the outlining. A lot of, you know, these guys. I had a lot of really good voices in my ear as I was writing it, going back through the chapters I'd already written with suggestions and ideas. Uh, so that you know, it, it as as one single person, I very seriously doubt I could have got it done as quickly as I did. So tell us about the book itself. Uh, I I'm gonna guess that you come to slightly different conclusions than say the Pope vis-a-vis <laughs> mm-hmm. this uh, this virus and the pandemic and uh, and and religion's part in it. Wow, man, I would think that Pope would be a little bit like more hesitant to say, yes, it is the wrath of God. But as I quote <laughs> in the book, he has said that this is like nature's revenge. Wow. Yeah. Right. And I mean, if you're going to personify nature and you're the Pope, you're talking about God. Like he doesn't believe in some kind of hippie, spiritual mother nature spirit thing. Right. I mean, 
Hmm. Maybe, but wouldn't it well, be interesting yeah. if he did? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but you know, look. So th- the angle that we took on on the on the pandemic was that it's going to be really easy for the future to look back at this problem, at this, at, you know, at, at not just obviously the pandemic, but at the disastrous response from the American government and say, well, of course they had that response. Donald Trump was in charge back then. Mm-hmm. And my argument in the book is while there is no doubt in any reasonable person's mind that Donald Trump exacerbated the problem and made it worse than it was, America's religiosity and its you know commensurate lack of willingness to just trust in and believe in science doomed us one way or the other. We could have had a President Hillary Clinton and we still would have had anti-maskers and we still would have had armed assholes charging into uh, the Michigan courthouse. In fact, they may have been even more (laughs) emboldened if their person hadn't been in charge on a federal level. Yeah. Yeah, It's hard to know how that would have played out. (laughs) No, I agree, though. That makes a lot of sense to me. I I would think that, you know, look, I, I, I think it would have been certainly much better. I don't think that the idea of like because i live in south georgia you guys live in utah i would imagine you know you're seeing the same thing as i i am which is that mm. the majority of people around me still now don't wear masks Ugh. wow the, the the stores all in, in in town they have signs many of them that say you got to have a mask on nobody's stopping anybody who isn't wearing a mask mm. uh, the majority of people aren't the people that you do see uh wearing them are largely either elderly uh or minorities uh, and and I, I point that out because there's just obviously the we're, we're talking about uh, uh, Democratic voters much more often in that instance, right? right. So th- you know I don't think we would have been divided as as much, and I don't think there would be you know I don't think the anti-mask stuff would have anywhere near the momentum it does if we didn't have uh, you know a, a schmuck El Orange in charge. But I still think that it would have been very problematic. And look, I mean I think honestly the worst thing that religion is going to do vis-a-vis this virus is still something that's still in the future right which is to sow distrust about the vaccines once they're available right yeah, well really i mean terrifying. that's already happening yeah that's yep. uh, this yeah. is this is the big discussion on parlor right or parlay depending on how fancy you want to pronounce it <laughs> so yeah i mean it's already there they're, they're they're already talking about how uh how microsoft wants us to take the mark of the beast in Merck in, or yeah. in Pfizer's uh, vaccine or whatever. Yeah, we're, we're never getting rid of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Just well, settle yeah, into a... the long haul, everyone. <laughs> yeah, and, and so that was my big point in writing the book was to say that, like, look, let's not pretend that once Trump is gone, our problem is solved and all we got to do is clean up the mess that he left. Right, because right. all of the various, you know, the the variables, all the levers that were in that position to you know to where we wound up being governed by Trump and his, uh, you know, evangelical acolytes, are still in the same basic position. Jesus, Biden barely managed to win the election. Right. Hmm. I, so, if you believe things like you know the poll workers yeah, and the election and officials, the numbers. right. Yeah. Right, numbers and counting will also tell you that the Earth is older than the Bible says. So we can't really trust that now, can right. we? Right, right. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, it. It. I think you're absolutely right that there is this gr- much greater problem, uh, it to do with the religiosity of America, 
that does, I mean, but that that it doesn't just affect the pandemic. It affects everything we've got in this society. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it, it, but I think it's it's obviously it's most present or most visible, I guess, when we're dealing with a problem that only science can solve. Yeah. Because that's yeah. what religion wants to get in there the most and say, yeah, but I want to play too. Wait, and whether that's by pretending that they've got the real cure or just by throwing uh, shade on, on, on science's solution. Well, and not just that. Also demanding the privilege that they've had for all of this time in a time when their privilege will now start to kill people. Mm -hmm. So demanding to meet with, you know, with their congregation when they when we all can see that that will end up leading to people's deaths and yet the supreme court of the united states has just said N no even that uh is no excuse to tell someone they can't go to church yeah yeah you know i was talking to uh to a, a lawyer friend uh, yesterday about exactly that i said you know hey look it if, if I'm the governor of a state and I have to, like, you know, I got a hurricane bearing down on my coastline, do I have to exempt churches from my evacuation orders now or what? Yeah. You know? And and his answer was, I think you actually do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's kind of, I mean, the one, look, I don't, I don't take joy in this pandemic at all, but it's insane to me. That these pastors who insist on meeting and you know who are who are bathed in the blood of Jesus and don't need to worry about no virus, they're killing their own parishioners. They're culling their herd. It's you know what I mean. Yeah, but you know what? I honestly I thought about that the other day. You know, I I feel like most of the pastors I know probably. Yeah, you know, you're getting rid of a repeat customer, but often you get a big lump sum right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> God, that's sadly true. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so I it's don't even know if like, yeah, financially then, then, that might be in their best interests. So. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Oh, my God. Well, so what's 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 the cure for this? In your opinion, is, is there what's our way out from this point? Yeah, that, that's the $64,000 question, isn't it? Well, it's just a small little question. No, right. don't, don't make it bigger than it has to be. It's just, yeah, a, well, it's I, just a, a tiny little thought. I think the most important thing is plenty of atheist podcasts, right? We've got to make boom. sure that there those are being listened to far and wide. <laughs> um, no, but, 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 like, you know, honestly, that is kind of the answer. I think education is, is the answer. Right. Um, and I think that religion was quicker to get there than, than we were. Like, religion realized that education was the answer before, and that's why they've been doing so much work trying to sneak their way into uh, uh, textbooks and sneak their way into school boards and change curricula and all this other stuff. You're right. Yeah, it's one of those things. You know, I don't know if you're aware of this, but Frank and I have actually started a, an initiative uh, with Thank God I'm Atheist to try and counteract that by encouraging atheists, secular people to run for office, to get more politically engaged the way that the Christian right did starting way back in the 80s and 90s. Mm -hmm. So we're, yeah, the moral we're probably going to have to enlist you guys to help boards. us with that yeah. at some point. 
Yeah, well, so that you know, that's what I I feel like that all the time because you know, <laughs> you can't elect me to anything, right? Right. There is <laughs> no elected position in the world that I'm ever going to hold. But I, yeah, it, it, I can encourage a lot of these straight folks that listen to the show uh, to, to 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 not just like you said, not just get more active, uh, but to be vocal about their atheism. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Not to, you know, not to just like sneak a Trojan horse into the school board that, haha, we snuck an atheist in that said they were Anglican or whatever. No, I'm talking about somebody who says they're atheist. And that's right. the thing, right, is that we abandon all of the local positions and just look at the very top so often in, in politics, whereas the right has done a very good job of focusing on that sort of that ground level. That's exactly right. Yeah, it's, I think that's super, super important. Like, if, if 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 more atheists took an active interest in shit like city council, we'd be yep. in a better world. Well, yep. and your point about visibility is also just as important because it's important for the people who represent us to know who we are. And I think even if they're not uh, atheists that are the representatives, if they're aware that 20% of their constituency is uh, is non god believing maybe there's a way that they can you know chill out a little bit about the whole about you know privileging specific religions mhm yeah well and you say that 20% of course that's the national number more or less but you know, it, it, you know like a, a, a politician out of 25 of 50 states or say 20 of 50 states or whatever is going to have a much more favorable number than that you know yeah you're the senator Absolutely. in like Vermont or something. Yeah, you could you can be an atheist. Yeah, who could live in Vermont and still believe in God? Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> seems impossible. I feel like I could do it. Like you know, whatever May through November, probably early November. It would. I would. Yeah. I sure. Know. Sure. <laughs> so Noah, tell us uh, where we can go to to purchase your fine book and uh, and. Uh, and what 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 versions are, are available? All right. So as much as I hate to send people to Amazon, that's where you got to go to get it. Uh, you can get it uh, as an ebook or as a paperback. The audiobook version is coming very soon. It's real tricky to self-publish on audiobook comparing uh, compared to self-publishing in, in the more traditional uh, means. Uh, but we've got that in the works. Uh, so just uh, look for outbreak, a crisis of faith, how religion ruined our global pandemic. Uh, and uh, just remember, it makes a great stocking stuffer for the atheist in your life or the annoying Christian that always sends you, you know, the case for Christ. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Send it to all of your annoying Christian people. Uh, and uh, I, last I checked, you had a, a podcast or two as well. Do you want to tell us what those are and where people can go to find you? Yeah, sure. You can wherever you have found this podcast, you can check out the Scathing Atheist, God Awful Movies, The Skeptocrat, or Citation Needed. Uh, we also have a brand new one, or I guess it's not brand new anymore. It just feels brand new to me. Called D and D minus. It's a D and D playthrough that I do with a couple of my co-hosts. Ton of fun. Um, and if you're like me and you think to yourself, why would I want to listen to other people play Dungeons and Dragons? Give the show a shot. Just listen to the most recent episode, and I think you'll you'll get it. Well, to be perfectly honest, Noah, when I first heard about a podcast that spent as much time as a movie takes to make fun of a movie, it didn't sound like it would be very fun either. But I really enjoy the show. So I, I, I would say, yeah, you probably should, pro- should check it out before you dismiss it. 
Well, thank well, you. Well, no, no illusions. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We wish you the best with the book and with all of your 3,000 different podcasts and, <laughs> and any other endeavors that you've insanely, maniacally chosen for yourself. Well, uh, thanks a ton, man. And go, go win those elections in Georgia, will you? Oh, yeah, yes, I got my hey, man. My absentee ballot is on the way. Ooh. Nice. <laughs> all right. Nice to talk to you, Noah. If you at home have anything you'd like to say about our conversation with Noah or anything else about the show, please feel free to write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah. Hey, go to the Facebook page, will you? Facebook.com slash Atheist. You'll get uh, announcements about when, about our, our New Year's Rockin' Eve coming up and all sorts of other things. And if you'd like to join the members of the TGIA Members Only Lounge, you can do so by going to thankgodimatheist.com slash members only. Hey, uh, thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their fine, fine music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. Also, guys, find us on Twitter at TGI Atheist. Yeah! And thanks to all of you for tuning in! Bye-bye! Bye-bye!